Hey, it's Mace. You know, there is no better way to start your Saturday than with Dr. Clapper and the Weekend Warrior Show, 7 to 9 a.m. Saturday mornings. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. Soon to be a major motion picture. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. Without a good hip, you ain't hopping, that's for sure. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. In life, all of us have to be a visionary, some better than others. But if you're going to have a vision of the future, get ready for an obstacle. Get ready for a roadblock. Dr. Buss powered right through it. Tommy Lasorda powered right through it and taught Earl Hershiser how to do it. Francis Ford Coppola went around the roadblock and created one of the greatest movies of all time. Why is it such a great movie? Who do you ask this question to? Well, nobody knows it better than my good friend and our favorite guest, the great Dr. Ben Lyons, the doctor of the movies. Ben, thanks so much for being with us. (laughs) Happy New Year, Dr. Clapper. It's great to be on with you this morning. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great. Uh, You know, the world's falling apart, but I think 2021 is going to be amazing. And um, it's people like you who help make it amazing, Ben Lyons, because of your ability to see the dots connecting in the world of sports, in the world of art. Your favorite New York Knicks are, in essence, a movie coming to fruition. So it's <laughs> going to be a great year. Teach us, why, why was Francis Ford Coppola so special? Why was The Godfather such a special movie? And the whole idea of those obstacles to create your vision into a reality. Doc, you mentioned the New York Knicks, more of a nightmare last night shooting the basketball against Oklahoma, but I digress. Let's return to the great Francis Ford Coppola, who had a vision, (laughs) and he did not let that vision uh, lose its course because of corporate influence from Paramount, from uh, a renegade producer, Robert Evans, who had his own ideas of what this movie should be, but to Francis Ford Coppola's credit, and to lots of filmmakers over the years who have a vision, who believe with their heart of hearts that this is the way that their story should be told. If you can have the conviction and the strength and the fortitude to push aside all of those roadblocks that, like you said, inevitably life will throw your way, or the powers that be who don't share your vision or have ulterior motives, oftentimes driven by money, you are able to champion your arts and create something that is truly iconic and will live forever. And that's what Francis Ford Coppola has done with the Godfather trilogy. And the reason I think the Godfather still resonates today is despite this world that for the most, I would imagine, I would hope for everyone watching a movie like that is unlike their own. It's a family story. And it's a Mm. story of making your father proud, betraying the family, your brothers. These are things that everybody can relate to in their own life. Even if, you know, it's not in, in the world of the mafia, but this, it was romanticized, but we also saw what, how painful it can be when family betrays you. And at its core, um, that, that's what's most, you know, um, connecting to the Godfather is that it's a family. It's, an, it's a family story. I find it amazing that a man with blonde hair in a ponytail, 47 years old, would transform into Vito Corleone that amazed 
even Marlon Brando that he could do it, but Francis knew this is who it has to be. It's like Tommy Lasorda watching Oral pitch. I don't like your name. You pitch like a scared dog. That's not who I see you. That this ability for a visionary to see in an actor, in a in a pitcher, something that they don't even see. This is a special gift that these folks have. It reminds me um, of one of the first big movies that I covered in my own career as a film journalist and critic and correspondent. Um, John Favreau, who was known as a as an actor, often playing the best friend or you know the the buddy to a Vince Vaughn in a movie, or you know he had a decent career as an actor. The fact he was one given the opportunity to direct a movie like Iron Man, which would go on to spawn the Marvel Universe as we know it today, and it's the biggest franchise in all of, of, of film. He fought Disney and, and Marvel and, and fought the powers that be at Paramount at the time to go get Robert Downey Jr. to go be Tony Stark. Robert Downey Jr., we know him today as one of the biggest movie stars in the world. He was not uh, an actor of favor back in 2006, seven at this time. He had known for his drug use and problems with the law and the fact that John Favreau, who was an unconventional choice himself to direct a movie like Iron Man, hmm. fought tooth and nail and said, no, Downey is Tony Stark. The relationship between the two characters is so strong. I ha we're not doing this movie without Robert Downey. Can you imagine if Jake Gyllenhaal had been Iron Man? I don't think it would have worked. Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark, and that is the heartbeat of the Marvel Universe. And it's the first kind of movie I remember in my own covering of film where, yes, a director, a director really went to bat for an actor, and, and it paid off. Mm. Today's paper is a quote from Wesley Matthews, the new Laker, saying of Frank Vogel, the coach, I've played for a lot of coaches, and you go down the list, like eight of them listed in the paper of who Wes Matthews played for. And he said, 